This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. The key to making good decisions, and that's why the New Bedford Local Consumer Program exists, really, is really uh, offered through the city's Department of Community Services, providing consumer rights and mediation services. The key to making good decisions is uh, really information. And that's what the Local Consumer Program is all about, really, giving information to consumers and residents of the city. Um, I know that National Consumer Protection Week starts on March 5th, and uh, there's uh, a lot of information available to consumers uh, through this New Bedford agency, uh, and uh, we'd like to talk with uh, Molly Lim today. She is uh, from the local consumer protection program, and uh, she's going to share with us what that program has to offer. She's the coordinator for community education and is part of, we said, the local consumer program. So good morning, Molly. Good morning. Um, Molly, what's the purpose of the local consumer program? I know there's a connection with the Attorney General's office, which for a number of years now has consumer programs, or at least offers a hotline for consumer protection. And I can tell you, uh, I had a situation personally where I called on them some years ago, Mm -hmm. and uh, they performed well. They helped me out a great deal. So talk to me about the local consumer program. Okay, thank you. And thank you so much for giving us the opportunity uh, to talk. The local consumer program is a program that the Attorney General's office has been running uh, for almost 50 years, I, I myself didn't realize that it went that far back. But as you can imagine, the Attorney General's office gets uh, hundreds of consumer complaints uh, a week, actually. And there is a network of offices across the state. There are about 25 at the moment. And our office, which is situated at New Bedford City Hall, covers southeastern Massachusetts. So what will happen is if a consumer files a complaint with the Attorney General's office and the AG's office uh, Consumer Advocacy and Response Division reviews it, if they feel that it's something that uh, uh, would be appropriate for, say, mediation, they will refer it to one of the LCPs. Mm-hmm. And... Uh that's where you guys come in and attempt to uh, resolve whatever the problem is. Now, um, let's start. Uh, is there any special programs happening next week, National Consumer Week? Uh, are you doing anything special? There will be a display set up at City Hall. We have a resource table that we put up every year. Uh, people uh, to, who are coming to City Hall to do business, they can stop at the table. They can get all kinds of information, brochures, pamphlets, everything from knowing your landlord tenant rights to knowing your rights when you buy, you say, a used car, because uh, there's a lot of complaints happening around uh, landlord issues and also with used car sales, especially during the pandemic. We've seen a sharp increase in both of those types of complaints. Okay. Um, So we'll get a little deeper into those in just a moment here. your program offers consumer rights information. Um, why is that important? I, I bet a lot of consumers don't really know their rights. Don't really know how to, not only how to approach these problems, but know what they can and can't do. 
Exactly, exactly. Part of uh, our mission, besides uh, providing consumer assistance, so if someone's filed a complaint and they want help, we have consumer assistance specialists who work with the consumer and the business to try to negotiate a, um, a resolution that everyone would be happy with. But we also do outreach. We do presentations at senior centers, at libraries, uh, sometimes um, organizations will come and ask them to be a guest speaker and we'll come and we'll, we'll talk and we do various workshops uh, again uh, landlord-tenant uh, um, retail rights sometimes um, you know we get invited to senior centers to talk about reverse mortgages things mm-hmm. like that uh, because an informed consumer is a savvy consumer Sometimes by the time we get a complaint, some, by the time someone's filed a complaint with the attorney general's office and then the complaint comes to us, sometimes it's too late to help people get their money back. Uh, sometimes they've signed away their rights. Um, they've missed important deadlines. And so we try to get the word out there. Uh, also with scams, that's another popular uh, workshop that we do at senior centers and at schools because young people get scammed too. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to get the word out there to protect people um, so they did, they don't lose their money. What kind of cases have you worked on? Now you mentioned some in general. Mm-hmm. Can you give me some specific types of cases that okay. the office works on? Sure. Uh, we get about 700 referrals a year from the attorney general's office. Wow. And I'd say a quarter of that is automobile complaints with dealerships selling cars that don't pass inspection or cars that, um, they're not honoring used car warranty laws. So uh, 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 every year, a quarter of our complaints are about automobiles. Uh, we get a lot of landlord-tenant complaints. We're starting to get complaints about repossessions. And uh, another major complaint are, are scams. People who fall for, right now, it's the IRS scams that are happening. Every, every year from January through April during tax season, people get, phone calls from people pretending to be the IRS or they'll get texts and they're tricked into revealing their their social security numbers and, and other personal in identifying information. COVID-related scams a year ago? Yes, yes. We uh, were getting a lot of complaints about people complaining about price gouging. And even now, uh, because the pandemic has affected the supply of used cars and new cars. We're seeing a lot of complaints from people who say that uh, dealerships are advertising cars at one price and then they go to to purchase it and they've suddenly raised the price by several thousand dollars. So there, there are a lot of complaints about that as well. And um, when you get a complaint like that about uh, car dealerships, uh, do you approach the dealership? Do you, um, how does it work? What do you do? Well, our first step is to speak with the consumer to to find out the details of their their complaint. Um, we try to gather as much uh, supporting documentation as possible. You know, was a dealer's offer in writing? You know, um, was the say like a lease or, or a purchase and sale agreement? Sometimes the problem is the consumer doesn't understand their purchase and sale agreement, or they don't understand how uh, the interest and, and pricing works. 
but or sometimes they didn't get the proper paperwork from the dealership. So we try to gather that information and then we speak to the dealership. We explain that someone has filed a complaint with the attorney general's office and our role is to try to help both parties um, reach a, a conclusion and and to try to help resolve it without anyone having to go to small claims court or or regular court and hire an attorney. Um, you know, we have to caution people. We, we explain that we are not attorneys and we are not allowed to give legal advice or provide legal representation. Uh, the attorney general's office doesn't provide individuals uh, legal representation either. So we, we do try to explain to people that the, this is the limitation of our program. And there are cases, there are times when we're unable to resolve and the consumer may have to go to small claims court. And then we can also walk them through that process and explain how it works. All right. Um, so that's kind of a, a look into how the process goes. Um, your group also does a lot of mediation work as well. And we are going to spotlight uh, housing mediation in the weeks to come. That's very important, especially yes. now. Yes. With, with every ongoing debates about uh, evictions and people being forced to leave and rising rents and the cost of housing overall. So uh, we're, we're going to talk about that uh, in uh, the next couple of weeks, I hope. Um, but you do mediate these other cases as well, these automobile uh, disagreements mm -hmm. and uh, other things as well. Yes, we do do yeah. landlord-tenant as well. And during uh, COVID, when we were at the height of the pandemic and we had the, the state had the moratorium on evictions, we would get complaints from tenants who felt that they were being unfairly evicted. And so the Attorney General's office set up a, a special hotline where um, we may not have been able to stop an eviction, but we could work on, well, if, if, a, if it was a COVID-related uh, income loss, mm -hmm. you know, we were able to help people understand that they were protected by the moratorium. But we also assisted people in applying for RAFT, uh, rental assistance. Um, and But that, that did end when the moratorium ended. You're listening to Town Square Sunday. My guest is Molly Lim, Coordinator for Community Education in the City of New Bedford. Are most mediations ordered by the court, or can a private citizen call and ask for a mediator? How does that, how does that process work? Well, we do two different types of mediation out of City Hall. So there is the face-to-face -face mediation program, which uh, my colleague Marcy Pina Christian runs, and uh, we, they have trained mediators who go to both small claims court and housing court, uh, not just here in New Bedford, but they cover Fall River and um, Wareham, I believe. And people can go to, can request a mediator, like while they're at court, while they're waiting to be heard. Mm -hmm. They can also call City Hall and ask for a mediation session. I deal with the local consumer program, which is, which is more of an informal mediation. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's done over the telephone or via email or letters, especially for companies that are out of state. Uh, so people can call. You can the, the fastest way is probably to file a complaint directly at the Attorney General's Office website, which is www.mass.gov slash AGO. 
there is a complaint form there on online. But if people aren't familiar or aren't comfortable with filing complaints online, they can also contact City Hall. They can call us and ask for a paper uh, complaint form, and we can mail that out to them. Okay, so um, your office deals uh, with a lot of information for consumers. How do people get it? I know you do some workshops. You yes. mentioned that earlier. But if I'm uh, I'm at home listening to this and say, hey, I'd like some information about uh, how to go about with dealing with car dealerships, mm -hmm. I've got a little issue, um, can they just call City Hall? Yes, they can. They can call our office at 508-979-1693. That's the phone number for the local consumer program. And you just let us know what sort of information you're looking for, and you can, we'll mail it to you. We, we cover... Uh, all of southeastern Mass, everywhere from Wareham all the way to the Rhode Island border, and as far north as Norton and North Attleboro. So we cover 25 cities and towns. Mm -hmm. So anyone living in any of those towns can call us, 508-979-1693, and we will mail whatever information you want. Is there a cost to any of this? This is all totally free. Mm -hmm. um, which makes me wonder why we enacted all of this. I mean, there's a, there is a cost to this in terms of salaries and office space and, you know, from the Attorney General on down, mm -hmm. you've got 25 of these local offices around around Massachusetts. Uh, there must be a lot of consumer complaints. Oh, there you are. You mentioned there are. There, there are. There are 700. Uh, Just in our area in alone. In our area. Yeah. 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 And we're, we're a fairly busy local consumer program, but uh, I believe... The Boston LCP is a lot busier than yeah. we are, but we are we are funded by a grant from the Attorney General's office, and of course, City Hall. Uh, part of our department's job is to do outreach in the community, so we were doing that even before we became an LCP. How many uh, how many programs do you do in the community in a given year? Let's say you mean like the outreach and the presentations? Yeah, the outreach programs. I'm talking. Before COVID, we yeah. were doing 25, 26 a year. Uh, during COVID, we had to switch our approach. We did a few online through Zoom. Um, we do well, now. We're averaging about nine or ten a year. Mm -hmm. So we're working our way back to doing the twenty-five. But <laughs> so, if there's a message you want to leave with consumers who are listening, what is it uh, today, uh, Molly? Uh, we would uh, caution consumers to do their research before you buy that car, uh, look up the dealership, before you hire that home improvement contractor, check to see if how many complaints are, have been lodged against their license and find out if they're licensed. Again, uh, forewarned is forearmed, I believe the, the saying goes. Mm -hmm. um, and it's always easier to... Um, resolve an issue before you have invested a lot of money into it. And um, again, education is the key here. It makes our job easier. We wouldn't, I mean, ideally we would like to have less, uh, like fewer than, than 700 complaints a year. <laughs> sure. Well, that would be, uh, you know, that, but that's, that's still quite a number. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, it has, a week. it's gone up since the, the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. We used to average around 600 a year yeah. and it's jumped up. All right. My guest has been Molly Lim, New Bedford's coordinator of public education. And we've been talking about consumer rights and protections 
March 5th through the 11th is National Consumer Protection Week. Uh, Molly, thanks for coming in and talking about this very important service that's available to anyone. Again, the phone number. 508-979-1693. Okay, there you go. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. You're very welcome. Keep it right here. Town Square Sunday continues in just a moment.